0: Welcome to Hive Mind, the weekly podcast from the Beehive about the latest and greatest in
1: pop culture.
0: I'm Meg Walter in studio today with Nick Morley and Eli McCann. Hey, guys.
1: Hello. It's good to be back.
0: Tell me what you've been watching. Nick, let's go. With
1: okay. You so I had to find out for myself. I had heard many a horrible thing, but yesterday I watched Green Book. Mm. Oh. Okay. Um, <laughs> some thoughts. Uh
2: huh.
0: First of all, we should say that our parents listened to this podcast and were big fans of Green Book.
1: Of
2: course. <laughs> All parents everywhere. <laughs> now, all parents are all, big fans yes, of Green Book. Yes. Also, uh, my
0: mom called me after the episode we talked about Madam Secretary to tell me that it is, in fact, my father who enjoys it.
2: <laughs> As a comedy uh, or a
1: drama? The, uh, <laughs> okay. So, this movie won Best Picture.
0: It sure did.
2: I keep forgetting that. It's very forgetful. It feels wrong. It does. Uh, it feels 2019
0: to me. Like, of course Green Book
2: was. Right? But also, 1919. 19. <laughs>
0: Yes. Yeah.
2: Vigo
1: Mortensen's Italian Bronx accent got old really quick. Forget about it. Uh, hey, I'm Tony Le- <laughs>
0: hey, Let's eat some lasagna. Uh, yeah, yeah.
1: It was like something out of like a sketch or something. I like love it, to eat. Oh, uh, the pizza. Oh, my gosh. All <laughs> right, I write the letters to uh, my wife. make you help me write the letters? Send them. Me, me. <laughs> And go get a Stromboli after or something. I don't know. Anyways, you don't wh- like fried chicken? Uh, oh, so nauseating. It was uh-huh. horrible. Yeah. But I started a show that I've had several people recommend to me because the people that know me thought that I would think it was so funny. I started Rick and Morty. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's
2: the best. Oh is, my gosh,
1: it's so funny. I watched like ten episodes over the weekend and I'm cracking up laughing. You haven't watched Rick and Morty? I've never even heard okay. of it. So it's this. <laughs>
0: First of all, well, it's created by the creator of Community.
1: Okay. Okay, so it's on Adult Swim, so it's like Cartoon Network after Spike Dark. TV. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
2: <laughs> well, no. <laughs> Meg and I made fun of you last week, Nick. Out of nowhere. <laughs> oh, that's all right. We said that everything you watch is like Spike TV. Oh. And it's like, it, there was no basis for that joke. It but was it, just I've been laughing about it all week. No, you said the Spike TV no, thing, No, because you were
0: like, what's the channel? <laughs> no!
2: <laughs> Play the tape. <laughs> All right. Sorry, Rick and Anyways, Morty.
1: Rick okay. and Morty, very quick, very fast, very depraved, but 20 minutes of just the funniest bits you'll ever hear. And I checked IMDb after just to see if there's any fun feature, because Chris Parnell is one of the main... Dr. Spaceman is one of the main voices, so oh. I, I scrolled through. There are a ton of celebrities that make cameo appearances and show up in episodes, so I'm excited to keep going. It's Good. fun. Happy for you. Oh, thanks.
0: Anything else? No, that's it. Okay, Eli, what have you been watching?
2: I'm real confused about Veep. I need somebody to explain what's happening this season. I'm not caught up. Why? Did you watch last night? Yeah. So why did Amy go work for Jonah?
0: Because she wanted to run a campaign. Why? She could be campaign manager.
2: But for Jonah? Yeah. I feel like she quit her job as the CFO of a giant company to go work flipping burgers at McDonald's. No, to
0: be like the president of McDonald's. i think i think what amy's storyline you saw the end of last night's episode right where she's essentially kellyanne conway
2: yeah it's showing that was hilarious by the way
0: how you can get an idiot elected oh okay i think that jonah's gonna do really well Mm. i think that's where that storyline's headed
2: she did a really good Kellyanne Conway impression. So we funny. rewound it and watched it like three times because we were laughing so hard. So she, Like the mannerisms down and everything. Okay, so I watched on HBO, there's a documentary about Andre the Giant. I don't think it's new. Oh, it's great. Did you
0: listen to the rewatchables about yeah. the Princess Bride? Yeah,
2: and then that made me go and watch the yeah. documentary. And I was kind of thinking I would maybe not be interested. I was like, I'll give it 10 minutes. Whether you're interested in wrestling or not, it's a really fascinating documentary. hmm I would recommend it. It's very sad. Mm -hmm. I was not expecting that. Because
0: he had like a heart thing, right?
2: Well, he had various issues. One of the most severe things was his back was really bad and caused him a ton of pain. And so when they filmed The Princess Bride, he couldn't do like any of his own stunts. They had to do all kinds of stuff to make it so that he wasn't taxing his body too much. Anyway, it's really interesting. But also, it was just sad to hear people talk about how difficult his life was just because he was so big. yeah. And the world was not made for a person of that size. Yeah. And he was a, a freak, basically. He was treated like a freak everywhere he went, and he would have just given anything to just be a normal person for a day. And then he died. And it was just kind of a downer, but it was really interesting. Hmm. Hulk Hogan makes a very long appearance in it. Wow. HH himself. (laughs) On your guys' recommendation, yesterday on a plane, I started about time. I still have 15 minutes left because the plane landed. I haven't finished it yet. And I really like it. You do have to just... Decide not to think Too hard about it
0: Oh, it, it drives Stephen crazy Yeah He has thought more About the time travel Aspect of about time Than he's thought About theology In
2: his life. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait What's he confused about?
0: <laughs> how it works And the logistics yeah. And the loopholes And the Really? And
2: where multiple people Are doing it Yeah And, what... and like
0: the butterfly effect yeah. And like oh. all these things Well, he
2: ad- they address it though But it, how? Briefly. Like in one line I know,
1: but it's so it's like,
2: They address yeah. it by like But yeah. what about the butterfly effect? Exactly And then like that <laughs> that's how they address it. Yeah. It's just like, Yeah, no, but that's, that's kind of not... how the movie, it's not like, okay. yeah, but it's like a quirky problem, take on it. My problem though, because already, like if you introduce time travel into any story, it's already a mess. My problem is I feel like they're a little bit inconsistent with their own rules about it. Oh, yeah. Because all of a sudden at one point, he's <laughs> able to take his sister back with him, right and i was like what What? how did when did this rule happen and then he's able to undo that time travel once he realizes that he like had undone having his child uh-huh. but earlier in the movie when he like, goes, i'm gonna
0: remind you what you said you can't think too much about it okay. this movie is a romantic comedy
2: all right all of that said
0: not not a fantasy
2: all of that said I I really am enjoying it.
0: It's on Netflix.
2: Yeah. And so I'm going to, tonight I'm going to go finish the last 15 minutes. So don't spoil it for me because I don't know how it ends. Okay. Well, I hope you have tissues handy. Thank you. That's all I have.
0: Okay. Project Runway. I was very hesitant about this new season because Tim Gunn is no longer there. Couldn't Mm -hmm. care less about Heidi Klum, but. Tim Gunn is gone, I was like, there's no way. Okay. They have replaced Tim Gunn with Christian Siriano, who was a former Project Runway winner and is excellent as a mentor. And Carly Kloss is the new host. They have a new panel of judges. And I had not realized how outdated the old Project Runway was until seeing this new version. Really? Which I'm really into. What have hmm. they changed? They've changed like the whole aesthetic of the workroom, the runway, the available accessories. The judges are very now, like Michael Kors was a judge before, and like only old ladies wear Michael Kors huh. now. It's designers who have designed for Michelle Obama. Very current mm. designers who are mm. judging the looks. Um, it's really fun. Cool. I watched one episode of Game of Thrones. I watched <gasps> last night's episode. Wait,
1: you just popped in? Yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs>
0: yes. Why? You, because... you didn't
1: watch the first one? You just no. just, oh. No.
0: I have Steven like, explain to me what's going on. I oh, watched oh, Game okay. of Thrones. I'm like... Yeah. Kind of following Game of Thrones
2: is not exactly informative.
0: No, but I know who the characters are. (laughs) So I kinda get it. Okay. And I wanted to understand the jokes better. Okay. It was worth it. Because afterward I was like on Twitter reading the jokes and they were a lot funnier because I knew what was going on.
2: So did you enjoy the episode? No, it
0: was super boring. Okay. (laughs) But Steven said it is one of the more boring episodes that there has been, and next week's gonna be bananas. So I guess there's some zombies coming.
2: They're coming. Yeah, I just learned that that show apparently has zombies.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Who knows? It has a lot of weirdness,
1: but...
2: Catch it on Spike TV. <laughs>
0: <laughs> real TV for real men. <laughs> <laughs>
2: We've got girls, boats,
1: and guns.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and Japanese game shows. Is, is Spike TV the channel that has Ridiculousness? That's That show That's for MTV. teenage boys. Oh, yeah, of course you know. Yeah. Uh, that is one of the worst things I've ever seen on a television. Have you seen that, Meg? No. It's just like this really obnoxious guy. The show is called Ridiculousness. And he just plays videos. It's basically like It's a cheap version of Tosh. America's America's Funniest Videos, but Teenage Boys, like, Hurting Themselves. Oh, that's bad. And he's like, today on Ridiculousness, we have this video. And then he's like, oh, man. And then he plays another one, and it just goes on. Nick Loves It. (laughs) (laughs) You can tell. I've never seen it.
1: (laughs) Anyway,
0: if I may have the floor. Yes. You guys, Netflix This Week dropped Homecoming. The special about Beyonce's Coachella performance. Uh, it is a spiritual experience watching homecoming really oh my gosh you
1: mean the Queen didn't disappoint oh
0: my gosh (laughs) okay so when Beyonce performed at Coachella I did everything I could to find that recording on the internet it was not made available because Beyonce knows how to control her brand there is no one better at controlling her brand than Beyonce really So it was unavailable because she was making this documentary about the performance doing Homecoming at Coachella. Two different performances. Mm. So the documentary is footage of the performance and then footage of rehearsal and her life leading up to the performance. Beyonce had just had twins, Mm -hmm. had a really hard pregnancy, gained a ton of weight, and was performing at Coachella, I believe, 200 days later. So it goes from like birth of her twins to performance at Coachella. Totally moving, made me cry. Wonderful. And then the performance itself. She has taken the footage of both performances and spliced them together. And the choreography of her dancers and herself is so seamless that she can do footage from one part of one performance and then, like mid take, switch to the other part. So their outfits change color. And it's the exact same dance moves. That wow. Are doing. It is incredible. I'm actually oh. writing a piece for The Beehive about this special on Netflix. You should 100% watch it, even if you don't like Beyonce, which okay. who doesn't? Are you? Okay. You have to respect her as the hardest working artist in existence. Really? Today. Oh, my gosh.
2: I'm excited to watch. So I do not. Of course, I don't dislike Beyonce, but I right. don't follow Beyonce at all. Sure. But I, you like
0: know some of her, like, at least like Destiny's Child song.
2: Yeah, the basics. Sure. I could cite the basics, but you're telling me that even I would find this really interesting.
0: There's things she's talking about in terms of creating art that i apply to my work as a writer Mm. there's a part where she talks about how people don't want to practice because they don't want to look like idiots Mm. and that's like me when i turn something into an editor Mm -hmm. where i'm like embarrassed you know Mm -hmm. but i'm like i know this needs work i know this needs help yeah help me like she needs her choreographer she needs her people around her she needs to do it over and over and over again because she's not a natural talent she just works really hard huh anyway super inspiring excited check out homecoming on netflix obviously i have a lot of feelings about that i'll be writing more about it because i could talk for three hours about beyonce's homecoming but that's not why we're here great we are here today to talk about i'm gonna say our favorite teen movies and why they're our favorites nick why don't you tell us your first pick
1: okay first pick is ferris bueller's day off okay why Uh, is that one of your favorites okay anytime i stayed home sick as a kid on vh1 without fail they were playing ferris bueller's day off probably like 10.30 10.30 a.m. Yeah, it's like they knew. And when I've watched it for the first time, there is a line that Ferris says, how could I possibly tolerate school on a day like this? Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, I wish I could be like that. I wish I could be that confident in myself and everything that I could just take the day off, not worry about any consequences and just enjoy my life. He became like a symbol of freedom and for me i don't know it was and the relationship that he has with cameron who's his best friend who's really worried about everything it's like two polar opposite people and they're both kind of figuring out stuff about themselves Mm. but i watch that movie once a year Uh and it's just a great break from your regular movies i feel like they don't make movies like that anymore where you focus on a kid he seems like he has everything figured out but you don't really worry about what's going to happen to him in the future you just worry about that one day and how much fun he's having, and you're going on that ride with him, mm-hmm. so
2: I love the end <laughs> when they when the car goes through the garage and they cause hundreds of thousands of dollars <laughs> of <Yeah>. damage, <laughs> and finally Cameron's like, "No, this is good. I'll sit down and have an adult conversation chat. with my father about this with and Morris. It, it's just like, ah, I feel like this is not." Gonna-. Uh yeah exactly yeah like they, there are so
1: many consequences that are going to unfold from that day but like we the great thing is about it you don't have to see it no like, it just yeah, ends it just ends and you're like that was so much fun
0: that's kind of every john hughes
1: movie yeah. right yeah yeah that's true
0: breakfast club is one day yeah pretty and pink is like a weekend it's like a week yeah or sorry or 16 uh, candles.
1: candles
0: even home alone is
2: yeah just short time. like what yeah. four days yeah, yeah. short time and
0: the Adults are always idiots. Yeah, in every single John Hughes movie.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: huh? I feel kind of bad for Matthew Broderick though, because like anytime anyone sees him in anything else, it's like, oh, that's Ferris.
2: Yeah. Why is like, that?
1: Why did he get so? Yeah, well, I think that's what happened to Daniel Radcliffe too. It's Ugh. like, yeah, it's like, oh, that's Harry Potter.
0: Well, there's probably worse things that could happen to somebody.
1: Yeah, that's true. I mean, like he has a great life. Like married to Sarah Jessica he, Parker. Is he still? I don't know. Oh.
0: Last I checked.
1: Hmm. Anyway, Daniel Radcliffe. No. <laughs>
0: Are you gay? <laughs> <laughs> Just it's like disappointing how much I have to tell you.
2: Oh my goodness!
0: All right, you're picky. All
2: right, I didn't realize that you wanted us to pick our favorites.
0: No, I mean it doesn't have to be your favorites. Just like ones that have, you know.
2: I'm gonna start with never been kissed. Okay. Which is a movie that I used to really enjoy watching. And then I watched it recently to very different results. Tell hmm. us. That is a horrifying film. Oh, yeah. Have you guys seen it in recent years? Yeah, it's been years. There's a teacher in that film. The entire premise of the film is that this teacher falls in love with his student and then finds out that she's actually not a 17-year-old. She's a 26-year-old. So then it's all okay. But watching it as an adult, I think watching it as a kid... I was like, oh, wait till he finds out she's an adult, and then everything's going to be fine. Watching it as an adult, I was like, this man is a predator, and we shouldn't let him teach our children. I don't care that she didn't end up being an adult. I mean, that's great. Like, no children were harmed in the making of this film. But this is a man who thinks it's okay to fall in love with 17-year-old students at his high school. I was watching it recently, and I started thinking, at what age did I finally hit a point where I could no longer go as an undercover high school student? I'm for sure past it now. I think you could. Thank you. not kiss my eye wrinkles, I just couldn't ever smile, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm about <laughs> I'm uh, three years away from my twentieth high school reunion, yeah, which sounds crazy to me, and I found out recently that one of my classmates is now a grandparent.
0: What whoa what?
2: My peers are grandparents.
0: <laughs> No. There
2: there were two high school pregnancies involved in the making of this. They
0: were very young when they had children.
2: All right, we're getting off track here. (laughs) The point is, I was thinking about it not only looking like a high school student, but I don't think that I could possibly get away with acting like a... I don't even know what 16-year-olds act like. Oh, yeah. seriously. I see a bunch of them walk into, like, a
1: restaurant that I'm in, and I'm like, oh, I really don't want to interact no with I any can. of you. Like, I hope I don't bump into you. I don't want to listen to your conversations. I'm totally out of the loop. My yeah.
0: favorite grocery store is near Highland High School, mm-hmm. and so sometimes I accidentally go right when school's getting out, and there are, like, a lot of teens around, and I get very anxious.
2: Uh-huh, like, yeah.
0: They're looking at me. They're probably laughing at me. Yeah. I don't want to get anywhere
2: near these people. No. no. There's
0: nothing scarier than a group of teens.
2: Yeah. So I feel that watching Drew Barrymore walk into that high school, terrified as a 26-year-old. Yeah. Anyway, I love me some Drew Barrymore. I think she is one of the most underrated actresses in Hollywood right now. But that movie is terrible. And I definitely recommend everyone go rewatch it. (laughs)
0: um same problem with pretty little liars she falls in love with the teacher Mm. and it's written as this forbidden romance it's like actually
2: yes it is
0: that's that's a crime. (laughs) that's real bad right i picked clueless as my Mm -hmm. first i think clueless changed the game Um, yes not just for teen movies but for movies for sure and i think It's so funny because it's an adaptation of Emma, which is in itself a funny story. And then to add the 90s Beverly Hills aspect just was really, really good adaptation on the part of the screenwriter. Alicia Silverstone is iconic and clueless. Yes. Perfectly cast. I feel like the whole cast is perfect. I will sit and watch this movie at any time. Mm -hmm. It does not get old. It still holds up it's still so funny
2: extremely quotable
0: extremely quotable just so many great parts to it there's just so many funny throwaway things that make a really funny movie and it's kind of about her romance but not really it's Mm -hmm. just kind of more about her Mm -hmm. and her friends and her funny little life as a very entitled but very sweet girl in beverly hills and i could not love it more Mm -hmm.
1: so they had a reunion a little bit ago really yeah i saw that yeah paul rudd was there and there was a picture that was like Paul Rudd and Alicia Silverstone, and they both look great still. Of course. Well, Paul Rudd
2: hasn't aged since Clueless. Yeah.
0: I used to watch a show that I think I was the only person in America watching called Suburgatory. It was about a young girl, blah, blah, blah. And it was really good. But her dad was actually... Who's the guy in the movie who's obsessed with the cranberries? Elton. Oh, yeah. Her dad was Elton, and Alicia Silverstone makes a few episode appearances, and I was like, oh, oh. guys. Still kicking it together. they the gang back together. Yeah. <laughs> Where's where's the one who looks like a Monet? Let's call her see what she's up to. (laughs) Anyway, Nick, what's your next bit?
1: Breakfast Club. So Mm -hmm. I'm sticking with John Hughes. Mm -hmm. It's like the trope, find yourself type of Mm -hmm. teen movie. It's not funny. I don't think the Breakfast Club is funny. It's
0: so earnest. Mm -hmm.
1: What do you mean by that?
0: just so hit you on the head
1: with what it has to say <laughs> i know mm-hmm. it's pretty heavy-handed all of the characters like oh i'm the, the jock that struggles with my dad and <laughs> one dimensional um, and molly ringwald is the rich girl that has to keep everything up to all of her friends and i think it's timeless i enjoy movies where it's a whole bunch of individuals that have different personalities and different friends they find common ground with one another and it kind of reminded me of Like in eighth grade that we watched last year, she met the older girl and said, like, oh, things get a lot better. This time of your life really sucks. And Mm -hmm. I want my kids to watch Breakfast Club. First of all, it helped you look at people in a different light. That's what I took away the most from the movie is that, like, you don't know what people are dealing with. You don't know how you can help them. And you should be accepting all people, even though they're not into the same things you're into.
2: I hope I'm not making this up. But I think Molly Ringwald told a story on The Moth a couple of years ago about watching The Breakfast Club with her daughter for the first time. Whoa. It was either The Moth or maybe it was this American Life segment. If you Google it, you can probably find it. Whatever it was, it was really interesting because yeah. the daughter had wanted to watch this film, but Molly Ringwald kept saying, like, I think you're too young. I think you're too young. She finally turns, like, 13 or something. And she's like, OK, we can watch it together. There, might, I might need to fast forward a little bit, whatever. Yeah. And she tells the story about how weird it was to, A, see her daughter realize that Molly Ringwald was this thing in the 80s, Mm -hmm. which to the daughter, that wasn't. Finding out that her mom was like this big actress and this was a thing she did was kind of an interesting thing. And then, B, to sort of see... She talks about you know when I made the film I was a teenager and so I have this very teenager perspective on this like yeah parents are the worst yeah and watching it with her daughter and thinking of it as a parent she was like I just had this totally new interpretation of this film that I did and it's really interesting so
0: what was the new interpretation
2: I think it was these kids need to cut their parents some slack it was sort of like a, a parent's perspective like oh they're not being very generous to their parents who are trying to give them a good life and she suddenly was like do I even want my daughter hearing these kids talk like this and it was weird because it was her talking like that through the care you know and i wish i remember where it was i think it was a moth story but you should google it and try and find it because i remember at the end really liking molly ringwald first of all i'm like oh wow she seems like she has not become a crazy person yeah and then also it was just really interesting and i don't know is she still acting or she she
0: was on an abc family show for a while okay she also during the brett kavanaugh She made a statement about Sixteen Candles and how much she regrets that part where the really hot girl wakes up in a car with one of the nerds. Hmm. And it's implied that while she was blackout drunk, they had slept together and how wrong that is. Uh, And how it was made to play as comedy at the time. And now it's like, oh, that's really not okay. Wow. So I thought that was impressive that she did that. Interesting. And said, we need to be better.
2: Okay. Gotcha.
0: Anyway. Anything else about Breakfast
2: Club? No, I think we covered it. Eli. I want to talk about for a second, She's All That, which I think, Meg, I want to mostly hear your thoughts on this, because I have always thought that that movie was a terrible message. Oh, my gosh. The worst. (laughs) I remember even seeing it as a teenager, and I was just like, wait, so the plot of this thing is that these asshole guys in school find a girl that they're going to bully because she's ugly, but then one of them thinks that he can make her hot, which is the important thing, and then he does it, and then they end up, like the whole thing is problematic.
0: Okay, she's hot to begin with. Yeah, obviously. Oh, she's, I hate that part of it. She's like bohemian, she's got these cute overalls, she's wearing cute glasses, she does like a she's messy bun. She's not fooling bun.
2: anyone. Dude.
0: This girl is never gonna be the ugly girl in school. S- yeah,
2: <laughs> stop it.
0: And if this was a real story, it would be like a tragic, someone mm-hmm. who's really hurting, right? Yeah, yeah. She can do way better than this yeah, idiot yeah. who participates in this cruel joke. Yeah. She is an intelligent, talented, bright young woman who deserves so much better than this stupid jock who participates in a stupid bet with his friends. And the fact that they end up together is infuriating. Yeah. To me. She should have said, you made a cruel joke out of me. Get lost. I'm never talking to you again.
2: That said, the makeover scene is great. And Skylar, one of his favorite things to do is to pull up his phone and play Kiss Me song when people are walking downstairs. Well, sure. It's I iconic. mean, it's iconic. <laughs> and when she comes walking down the stairs and that song's playing, that's a well done makeover scene. If you forget the entire plot, that's a fun makeover scene.
0: Yeah. Also, the dance scene at the prom was pretty cool. <laughs>
2: But
1: the movie doesn't age well. It
0: doesn't age well and they're all like 35. Uh, like yeah. they are. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. Naughty. In all of these movies,
1: <laughs> they're all like 36.
0: Yeah. It's <laughs> especially in that one. These are fully formed adults who are doing fully formed adults things. And maybe I'm just a sheltered Mormon girl who grew up in Provo. Oh. But I don't think teenagers no act like that. No. Like really sexually active mid 20s on the real world. Like I just No. I don't think that's accurate.
2: I don't think it is either. It is a terrible movie, but it shaped a lot of our teenage years for those of us who are this age, because I feel like it was an iconic teen movie of the late 90s. And I wish that it wasn't. But
0: How do you feel about Can't Hardly Wait?
2: Oh, that's a similar vibe cuz and that's, vibe. doesn't that entire movie pretty much take place in one night? Yeah. Yeah. Grad, uh, graduation the, the grad night. party, yeah. I don't really remember enough of it to have a take on it right now.
0: It's more fun, mm-hmm. I think.
2: People uh, call it the best teen movie ever made.
0: It's a little it's kind, it's pretty crass.
1: Oh, I yeah.
2: Think. Mm-hmm.
0: I don't love that kind of humor, but it's definitely more equal opportunity than She's all that. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. In that a spotlight is shown in on all kinds of people. Interesting. Uh, sorry to...
2: Nope. So that's all I want to say about that.
0: Uh, Mean Girls.
2: Okay, you took... Obviously, you took mine.
0: I think I took everybody. Took yeah. It. That the... movie has shaped my personality.
2: It might be the most <laughs> rewatchable movie of all time.
0: The most quotable by
2: far. Easily. I could watch it every <laughs> single day and never get sick of it for the rest of my life. Every day.
0: You go, Glen Coco.
2: And Regina George, literally every time she's on camera... In that movie, I just like smile from ear to ear. Because she's amazing. She's perfect. She's, she's a, a perfect, perfect villain. character. Is that
1: Rachel McAdams'
2: best role? Yes. It's it gotta to, be, right? It has to be.
0: To me, anytime someone drags Rachel McAdams, I'm like, I'm sorry. She gave Have us you seen yeah. mean Girls? Regina George? <laughs> she is brilliant in Mean Girls. And it's very. Accurate Mm -hmm. is the thing. That is how girls operate: (laughs) is by passive-aggressive nonsense
2: Uh, like that. Tina Fey did her favors though, because Tina Fey wrote the character and gave her the lines. Oh, absolutely! But she delivered. She absolutely delivered on every single line that she said in that movie.
0: I think we've all read Bossy Pants, right? Mm -hmm, Yes. She talks about how she watched Rachel McAdams act. And was like, oh, this is acting. Because Rachel McAdams would talk softly. And she was like, are the mics picking these up? What is happening? But it was like her form of acting. And it like really worked. Interesting, right? I love it. Mean Girls, I think, is a perfect movie. Yes. It is my favorite movie. Not my favorite teen movie. It is my favorite movie.
2: Do you think any aspect of it has not aged well?
0: I don't know about Too Gay to Function. What's his name?
2: Yeah. Oh, Um, Damien.
0: Damien. I don't know if that plays as well today. Why? That's like his one character trait, is that he's gay. Mm-hmm. I don't know that we learn much about him otherwise. I yeah. think if it were made today, he'd have more character development and we'd know more about him. Interesting. Where Janice has like this tragic backstory, right? Yeah. And it's like, well, Damien's gay. And that's all.
2: Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: My grandmother sat me down with two of my cousins to watch that movie and <laughs> teach us about the perils of dealing with women and their... <laughs> I said, all right. So she sat down with us for two hours and watched it and then paused midway through to say, now this is something you're going to have to deal with. Interesting.
2: Woke grandma. Grandma
0: Jan. Represent. That reminds me that I watched She's All That with my mother and wanted to die.
2: Oh, yeah. That's not a movie you want to watch with your mother. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Uh, So
0: anyway, Mean Girls, I think every performance in it is flawless. I think Tina Fey wrote it. And so, of course, it's brilliant. I think Janice is the breakout star of that. Hmm. She's gone on. Nice wig,
2: Janice. What what (laughs) else has she done?
0: She was in Party Down and then she was in Masters of Sex. And I'm sure she's going to do.
1: She was a new girl too in a couple of episodes. New girl. Yeah,
2: interesting.
0: Nice wig, Janice. What's it made of? Your mom's chest hair. Your mom's chest (laughs) hair. It's it's all good.
2: I saw Mean Girls on Broadway recently. And? It was really good. They've updated it to 2019 so they're all texting in it and using social media and oh. the references are updated huh. but yeah it was fun
0: i kind of like the throwback aspect that Me it's too. a burn book i think it's fun i think it's a very slice of a certain time the early aughts yeah. when we i mean they were my age mm-hmm. i was watching that movie while i was in high school yeah. oh this is a little too real huh. nick what's your next pick
2: oh i only prepared He's to He's done. <laughs> over. Yeah, Sorry, you guys. Nice my pick. last pick is I picked Dirty Dancing, which was really before all of our time. I was three when it came out. I've never seen it. What? I know. Oh, really? I know. What? I know. So I feel like Dirty Dancing is one of the most iconic teen movies of all time. I remember my sisters begging my parents to let them watch it in the late is 80s. Is it inappropriate? The whole premise of the movie is that these kids all go and Skanky, grindy dancing Oh, sure <laughs> it's Teenagers
0: Like, uh, uh, what, then, what's the one with uh, Julia Stiles?
2: Oh, oh, Ten Things I Hate About no, You No, 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 or, no, Which is also great uh, uh, Yeah, the dance Where she's a dance ballet one. dancer yeah. That becomes a hip-hop
1: Oh, oh so save the last saved dance, saved dance. A,
2: That's a bad oh, movie. it is not good <laughs> That's a bad It
0: is problematic Wait, but, ten, but
2: she's in Ten Things yeah. I Hate About You, oh, right? Oh, she is, not it's yeah. great Oh, that movie's awesome I think Save the Last Dance was her next movie after 10 Things I Hate About You. Yeah. She like it was they were back to back films.
0: I love the way you I hate uh, the way you dance.
2: Her poem at the end of that movie is so okay.
0: <laughs> but most of all I hate, I hate that I don't you hate you. Friend. Not a little bit. Not at all. Not even at
2: all
0: go on what are you gonna cry right now you're gonna cry i'm gonna cry because that
2: movie is so bad (laughs) 10 things
0: i hate about you
2: yes oh no that's a bad opinion i can't i just bad opinion that's a bad
0: (laughs) dance absolutely trash 10 things i hate about you fantastic
2: (laughs) uh dirty dancing no there's teen pregnancy in it oh shoot yeah there's either a miscarriage or an abortion there's some uh, kind of tragic we lost the baby situation. And I don't remember which it is, but it stars. What's that actress? The sister from Ferris Bueller. With oh, the curly uh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Jennifer Gray.
2: Yeah, Jennifer Gray. It's Jennifer Gray's movie. Patrick Swayze, of course. It's like. I watched it a couple of years ago, and it was similar to what I said about whatever that other movie was we were talking about. I had a very different experience watching it as an adult than seeing it when I was much younger, because watching it as an adult, I was just like, somebody needs to get in and corral these children and Mm -hmm. teach them some manners. Mm -hmm. But teenagers, I think at the time, found it very liberating. You know, there was this like sexy kind of fun movie where the kids were behaving like adults at a summer camp resort. Anyway, that's it.
0: You know what? Maybe that's why I like Mean Girls so much is because I can watch it as an adult and
2: recognize
0: I felt the same way about it now as I did as a teen where these kids are behaving badly and there are consequences to what they're doing.
2: Mean Girls is really kind of written from the perspective of an adult. I think
0: it's written from Tina Fey's character.
2: It's written from Tina Fey's character's perspective. Yeah, it's this teacher that's seeing these kids go through a thing that she remembers going through herself yeah and she does it in a way that it doesn't feel like a parent explaining what kids go through
0: i mean the end where she's breaking up the homecoming crown it's a little campy but it is a teen movie like what more can we ask but i like that like she joins the mathletes you know and it's like it's okay to be into math whereas she's all that you'd be the butt of a cruel joke my final pick is easy a yes starring emma stone I had seen her previously in Zombieland, mm-hmm. but I think Easy A was her first starring role. Mm-hmm. And she is so wonderful in yes. it. She is so funny. Her parents,
2: oh, MVPs. wonderful Patricia Clarkson and, and Stanley Tucci. Yeah. The
0: most supportive, loving, hilarious parents. The kind of parent I hope to be. Yeah. Um, Put
2: them in everything. Everything.
0: The kids in that school are so funny. The teacher. Mm-hmm. And Lisa Kudrow, everyone's hitting it out of the park in this movie. And it's such a funny movie. Amanda Bynes, probably her funniest role ever Mm -hmm. as the Jesus girl. Yeah. The premise of the movie is maybe a little questionable. I want my kids to be a little older when they see it because she's pretending to sleep with all these guys in her high school. But at the end, it's really kind of an indictment on that culture.
2: Unlike She's All That and Can't Hardly Wait, this movie feels a lot more realistic because It's a movie about a bunch of kids in high school all sort of pretending like they're sexually active when, in fact, pretty much none of the kids in the high school are. Nor should they be. Nor should they be. And. I think that's actually kind of the message that they deliver in it is that she ends up in this terrible situation where she's pretending like she's sexually active because she's getting attention for it.
0: Well, no, because she felt bad for this one guy
2: initially. Yes. But then she says eventually she just kind of starts going for it and she's like, whatever. And it's this is interesting. And in the end, they all kind of have to come to terms with the fact that, okay, we're all pretending we're all children. None of us are sexually active. And also like that, could kind of be a dangerous thing if we were this sexually active. Yeah. I really like that, actually. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's okay. It's okay to not do that. Yeah. I also think it's really funny. She, at one point, gets paid in a label maker. Yeah. Like, they're giving her, like, Home Depot gift cards and, like, Bath and Body Works and, like, a gift certificate to a weird independent cinema that she doesn't really want to see anything.
2: (laughs) But she goes anyway. She's
0: really great in it. It's really well written. I think it's a modern classic. It's yeah. super
1: quotable, too. Super quotable. so cool. many lines that are so funny. It's one of those
0: <laughs> movies where if you're flipping channels and it's on, you're like, score. Like, yeah. I'm going to sit and watch Easy a.
2: Every time I watch it, I always have this inner conflict where I love the parents so much, but I wonder if they're just barely too aloof.
0: Enabling, maybe a little. That,
2: that they're kind of not being good parents. I don't know. Obviously, they write the characters to have this wonderful relationship but like she's going through this pretty severe crisis for a child to be going through and the parents are totally unaware of it and not even asking questions to find out like giving her the space i'm like i think if i was a parent in that situation i'd be like what is happening why are you dressing like that yeah
0: (laughs) why are you wearing a bustier to school (laughs)
2: like we're cool but we're not that cool
0: yeah no agreed but again like clueless there is a romance for her but it's not the focal point of the yeah. movie it's yeah. a part of the movie but it's not the point of the movie where i feel no offense to 10 things i hate about you but that's the point of the sure. movie yeah. right and yeah. i appreciate team movies are like it's about your life yeah not about the person you're ending up with because there's a lot more to
1: because it probably won't be the person they end right. up with because you're yeah. 15 right. so yeah. yeah for sure
0: any other thoughts on team movies
1: are they dead
2: What's are they solely like a netflix
1: like phenomenon now what was that to all the boys i've loved before which was great so is that considered a teen movie or yeah. is it a rom-com love simon came out a year or two ago okay so they're still happening they're just that, different they're yeah. just different okay like movies
0: in generally
2: yeah yeah
0: next week i want to do a bonnie hunt appreciation
2: <gasps> really episode. huh
0: how do we feel about
2: that i would do that okay love me some
0: bonnie come Hunt. come prepared with your favorite bonnie hunt moments i will until then remember to leave us a positive rating and review Do yourself a favor, watch some Bonnie Hunt in preparation for next week's episode, because we'll be diving in there, and we will see you next week.